What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Co-op Couch. As always, Anthony, Alec, you guys know how it goes. Today, we are talking about Diablo 4. Uh, a couple things we're going to cover are progress. Where is it at? Uh, do we have a release date? Do we know when it's coming out? What other games are like it to fill that void while we wait? If there's any, um, we're going to dive right in. So right off the bat, state of the game and progress. Uh, there is no release date yet. Now, it was announced last year at uh, at BlizzCon 2019. Uh, in case nobody knows this, BlizzCon usually happens around November. So obviously that is not happening this year. Uh, but yeah, last year, almost a year ago to date, it was announced, uh, confirmed announced, I should say. And uh, we don't have a release date yet. But it is expected to still be probably a couple years out. I would imagine now further out because of COVID, much like every other game we've been waiting for. Pretty sure it's been confirmed. It's releasing on current gen consoles, which to me implies that it won't be more than a couple years out because the new gen consoles come out in a few weeks and, you know, they're going to go obsolete. What the fuck would be the point of releasing your game on a PlayStation 4 if the PlayStation 5 has been out for two or three years? You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll probably have, um, you know how they we were saying we were saying in our previous episodes about one of our previous episodes about um, releasing on both sets of consoles for a period of time. That's probably what they're actually going to end up doing. Um, they're probably going to drop it for PS4 for the guys who haven't bought the PS5 yet, but also probably release a copy for PS5 as well or Xbox or whatever. Um, although I feel like the majority of players are PC players. Yeah, I, I, I have heard nothing, but I, so I have not personally played it on console, but I heard that uh, Diablo three on console is absolutely atrocious. I heard the UI is bad. The way it interacts is bad. Uh, it just feels really, really awful to someone that's used to playing Diablo. So I have no intention of finding out for myself. I don't have a need to find out for myself. You know what I mean? I've been playing on con or uh, on PC for so many years. Why would I even buy it again? You know? And I didn't even low-key. I didn't even really like Diablo 3, so why would I buy it again? Uh, anyway, there are quarterly updates. So if you guys are curious about the state of the game, um, there's actually a lot of information on Google just by finding their quarterly updates. Little blog posts they do about, hey, right now we're trying this out. Um, it even says, you know, hey, in the last blog post we covered this, this, and that. So if you guys are curious about the state of the game, anything that you feel like you want to know that maybe I don't cover, uh, or, you know, something I, you know, I say or co says that doesn't make sense, uh, go check it out. It's, it's a lot of really good information. It's more than I knew was already available to me. So pretty exciting stuff. Side note. I love when devs do that. Like what, quarterly when updates. Yeah, or just like little updates in general for like games that are that are out there. Like, oh hell yeah, roadmap. You know, or... Yeah, exactly. Like a roadmap, right? Or like progress. Like it adds a level of transparency, right? Like, hey guys, we know you're waiting. Here's where we're at. This is what we're working on. This is what we're doing. You know, this is kind of the direction that we're heading, and it gives the consumer, the people who are looking forward to this game, something to kind of keep up with which i think is cool because when you love something you know you want to kind of engross yourself in it but also it's a way to like keep track of it and 
not be in the dark and they're like, oh yeah, by the way, we dropped all this shit and a way for you to get some feedback on what you're doing. Which is a very good point to make because that's already happened. Uh, so I read the quarterly update uh, as of September. They put one out and uh, well, yeah, I guess that's how quarters work. Huh? So um, <laughs> the September one, obviously the most recent Reddit, and uh, they are redoing a couple things because of feedback they've gotten. Uh, players saying, you know, hey, we don't feel this will work because of this. Or, you know, hey, in Diablo 3, we had this and it felt bad because of this. So why are you trying it again? Hey, can we tweak this? They're, and they're listening. That's the important thing. More, more than the ability to give feedback is the devs listening to feedback. Um, obviously, we as your player base, as your community, are the ones playing and paying you to do so. If the entire community is saying, ah, we don't like this, then why would you force it? And better to do it now before the game releases than spend months trying to make something that the community absolutely hates. You know? So, like, if you sink a couple weeks and get a trial and they're like, no, this is garbage. Like, we hate this shit. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, we only spent a week or two making it as opposed to, yeah, we just spent four months of dev time balancing this shit out. And now, now you guys say you hate it. Like, it's way better to get this stuff now, especially on a game the size of Diablo. Right. There are multiple trailers out. There's two cinematic trailers. There is uh, an individual trailer for each class that has been announced so far. There are three. Uh, there, So five classes confirmed for the base game. Three have been announced. That is Barbarian, Sorceress, and Druid. So there's an individual video for each one of those. And then there's another video of overall gameplay. Someone got their hands on it. Um, so if you guys are, are curious about how it's looking so far, you can check those out. Um, but what do we know so far? Uh, so far, we know uh, kind of the setting of the world. So we do know it's going to be open world. Um do know that the overworld is going to be made up of five unique regions uh, with both a day-night cycle and ever-changing weather, which I think is awesome. Diablo's always had a really good, like, ambience. Uh, I feel like that just kind of adds to it. Um, we talked in the previous episode about things being static. And uh, for a game that is such a... I don't want to say it relies so heavily on its ambience. But it's got a setting where your surroundings matter. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think this is going to kind of add a little bit of more of immersion in a world. Like, it's going to add to that level of this is a world that we're in, right? But, you know, mentioning ever-changing weather, right? I'm curious if that's going to have an effect on areas, right? So I guess, I guess in an open-world situation where you have weather, like, one, the first thing that comes to my mind is if I'm in a thunderstorm, can my enemies get struck by lightning and then become like lightning infused enemies Ooh. and become stronger or also like, is the map going to change based on weather? You know? So if I go to area a and there's like some rock, like I'm picturing in my head, like rocks on either side and a hallway I have to get through and I go through and it's storming, it's pouring rain and we get a rock slide and I can't go that way. I have to go a different route to get to where I wanted to go to. So I have to think the long way. But I think the I think it'd be sick if they added um like, hey, I'm fighting this like level one shaman dude 
and he gets struck by lightning and now he's you know lightning infused shaman master and he becomes like a unique enemy right that something would be pretty cool drop something neat i don't anticipate them doing that but that would be cool they should um I think even at the at the very least, I think if it if it doesn't affect like even if the rock slide thing doesn't happen, I feel like it'd be cool just from an aesthetic point to like like your scenario, right? Rocks on either side, hallway you got to go down. It's pouring outside. Maybe now it's flooded and you're knee deep in water. Like just just from just from a standpoint of something more to look at, that'd be pretty cool. It, it sounds cool, but I'm sure after you've gone through that hallway seventy times, you're gonna be like, "Oh, this sucks," you know. But I think having weather and a day-night cycle, correct me if I'm wrong, is this is the first time that they're doing this, right? They, like, this wasn't in Diablo 3. Right. So, so to have the changing weather in the cycle is new. Uh, Diablo 3, had, like I said, it was static. So you could go to a map and it'd be nighttime, or you could go to a map and it'd be daytime, and okay. go to a different map and it'd be you know dark, cloudy, and stormy. But it was always those things when you were on those maps. Like it okay. Cycle. Yeah. So I think adding that makes the world feel a little bit more alive, yeah. which, as you said, is important in a game like Diablo. Um, but I think that they can do more with it. And I hope that they do more with it, but we won't know until we find out. Right. Um, they are nonlinear missions and stories, they've said. You're free to take them on however you'd like. So one thing I was reading said that um you know even though it's open world they said the average playtime of the story uh in one specific spot i think they called it the dry steps was uh a few hours a couple hours okay. and then they said someone that focuses heavily on the story or entirely on the story can do it in half the time so um but but the freedom of choices is the best part of how they've set it up so you can play it however you want. You can super gung-ho the story, uh, or you can take breaks in between for however they set up these little side quests. That's kind of cool. I think this would be the first time that we get side quests in a game like this. Um, I mean, we've always had mini quests, like the Deckard Kane stuff in D2, right? Right, or even like the, uh, uh, I'll never forget, Act 1 Black Marsh. You find the, you find the book. And then you go on the tower and you kill the sorceress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or the, things like the that. cemetery. I don't know. I've the cemetery asked. is the second quest you get, which is Blood Raven. Okay. Blood Raven? Was that her name? Blood Raven. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, but yeah, you, you get um, between the Darkwood and the Black Marsh. There's a book that you find and then you go back. I think you find the book in the Black Marsh, but the tower's in the Darkwood. Something been like a, that. Been a, been a while since it's I played it. been a while. That, you know, you could technically say that's a side quest because you you can progress to Act 2 without doing that. Yeah, um, although I'll be but, honest, I don't think I ever did. Yeah, that, that's a shame. I, I Every single playthrough I had of that game was 100%. Well, that's what I meant. Like, I don't think I ever progressed without doing that quest. Oh, oh, oh. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, like I, it, okay. So Act 1 in Diablo 2 was... <sighs> You know, I want to say it's my favorite act because, because I like that act a lot. But I'll be honest, I didn't really get far. I was the type of character who I'd be like, all right, we're going to play Diablo 2. And I would roll my character. I'd make my character. And I'd go through all of Act 1, 100% completion. I'd be too, so happy. And then I'd go to Act 2 and I'd be like, I hate this act. 
and then I would delete my character, roll a new character, and go through Act One again. And I believe at one point in my life, I got further than Act One or Two. Like I pushed myself through Act Two, but Act One just had such a cool vibe to it. Well, and in your defense, Act Two is fucking abysmal. So. Ugh. Yeah, I hated it. Me and my buddy who I spent all my time in Diablo 2 with, we hated Act 2. Yeah. It's kind of the longest stretch through annoying enemies. But it sounds to me like what you need to do is go to Blizzard's website and digitally buy Diablo 2 with the expansion for 10 bucks each. So it's only 20 bucks and then we'll play it together. Do you do you? Yeah, I own I own I actually own a physical copy of it and you can redeem your uh product. Right. Keys online and download it for free you can so it sounds like what you need to do is that and see now it's free and then and then we'll we'll play together and you can see why i bitch about diablo 3 all the time comparatively speaking well i'll tell you what when you finish your 76 leftover <laughs> Final fantasy games we'll talk about it all right all right deal because <laughs> i know um, you're not gonna take a break from that anytime soon no, I'm not. You are correct, but I have time offline. Ha ha ha. That's a joke. So, uh, so yeah, so it's, it's going to be open world. It's gonna, it's gonna have some side quests. I wonder if it's going to be car- like carnival style, like straight up, Hey, this dude's got a question mark over his head. Go talk to him. Or if it's just going to be, you know, like, like how they've kind of already done it where it's like, Oh, you stumble upon this dead guy and he's got a scroll in his pocket. Oh, go find, you know, I wonder if it's going to be a little more streamlined or if it's going to be straight up carnival style, it'd be interesting to see. Hmm. Um, like I said, there are five classes. Uh, each class has five abilities, which includes an evade and an ultimate attack. I fucking love this. And I will tell you why it is because in Diablo three. So for anyone that's never played a Diablo that is listening right now, let me, let me kind of, build this a little bit better so it makes a little more sense in diablo 2 you had attributes and skills every time you leveled up in diablo 2 you got five attribute points to spend and one skill point to spend your attributes were your direct stats so you had strength dexterity vitality and holy shit i can't remember what the last one was was it intel? Yeah, I think so. Sure I think you're right. I think it was intelligence. And then your skills were set up. It was you had each class had three different skill trees they could go down. Uh, so, for example, if you rolled a sorceress in Diablo two, you had a fire skill tree, a ice skill tree, or a lightning skill tree. You go like in the fire one, you had fire bolt, and then by the end of the tree, you could have fucking meteor. In the ice one, you have ice bolt, and at the end of the tree, you had blizzard but you had to reach a certain level to get down the tree and you had to have points in but there were prerequisites right you can't buy blizzard unless you have a point in whatever came before it and in order to get that skill you had to have a point in ice bolt or so on and so forth you get the point in diablo 3 they replace skills with talents and the talents uh, are skills that are just given to you at specific levels and then when you reach the end game, you can go into your settings and turn on something called elective mode because this wasn't a default for God knows what fucking reason. Um, but you turn on elective mode and it basically means I can put any talent on any hotkey I want. And that's how you come up with your build. Uh, but there is no there's no making them stronger. There's no leveling them up. There's no going down a tree to get the specific ones you want. No, you just 
you are either the level you get it at or not. Um, and in Diablo three, you have a talent on each character that is kind of your mobility. So if you want mobility, which you'd be stupid not to take, you have to waste a talent choice to use it. Whereas in this one, they're giving you an evade for free. Every class has one that they can use at any given time. Uh, you, you know, so it'd be like a hotkey to be like V and then you can just dodge roll and it doesn't take up a talent slot. I love that. Yeah, so you get one extra talent per class. Right. As opposed to wasting that one skill on something you technically kind of need. Right. Yeah. It's it's great. Uh the to include an ultimate attack, I I don't I don't really care. Uh they basically had those anyway in Diablo 3. They just weren't called that. But everyone had their like big shebang ability that you would uh, you know, inevitably equipped as well, but there were multiple to choose from, so it didn't feel like you were wasting a, a slot on it like you were with Evade, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, you got customization on it. Yeah. So uh, so I love the fact that they're giving me an Evade for free. I love the fact that I don't have to waste a slot on mobility. Um, but one thing I think is also really cool, Co, is that they're adding... It, it, so it seems like each class is going to get some kind of special mechanic that interacts with their skills what i mean by that is uh so one thing they've already revealed is so like the, the barbarians have something called arsenal uh which basically states that um the barbarians can swap between different types of weapons um so you, you know you can go from like a big two-handed mace or axe to dual wielding uh hand axes or probably swords i would imagine uh depending on your situation um you'll be able to haul around four total weapons and swap between them dynamically at any time. So in Diablo 2, any class could equip two different weapons and swap between the two. Um, but in this one, it sounds like so barbarians can swap between four uh, pretty freely by the sounds of it. But what's also really cool about it is you'll be able to assign specific weapons to different skills, which gives you a bigger depth in, uh, in your customization. That sounds so fucking sick to me. Hmm. I wonder how that'll that's gonna play out, because it's all like in Diablo two you had like the one of the defining skills of a barbarian was whirlwind, right? Right. So still like, is. still is. Sure, sure. So um, whirl if you're able to assign whirlwind to a specific weapon, right? Like I wonder how it's gonna work out if you whirlwind with a two handed hammer versus whirlwind with like hand axes. Yeah, well, I wonder if it'll affect the skill, uh, you know, stat and performance wise. Like, like maybe, maybe whirlwind with a two-handed sword is slower but hits harder, versus like two back. axes. Yeah, two axes would hit would hit more because you spin faster. Like, like if it's a you know not damage over time, but like multiple hits that take over however many seconds of spinning. Like maybe you get more hits because you're spinning faster, but it's less damage to kind of balance that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting. Or maybe it's just a visual thing and doesn't fucking do anything. Yeah, could be. Who knows? But uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see how that interacts. As someone that has never played Barbarian because they bore the shit out of me. Same. That really kind of excites me. Yeah, and I think it's going to be cool to combo. Combo your skills in, right? Like, imagine you start with Whirlwind with two hand axes and then go into, like, some grand hammer slam and it's seamless. Yeah. Right? It's going to yeah, well, fun. 
Well, even like even like so big game right now as we were as we record this is Genshin Impact. Um and uh one very big thing about Genshin is is seamlessly swapping between you make a party of four characters and you swap between your four characters at any given time and the benefit of doing that is that um different elements combine for different like bonuses on damage. So like if you're attacking with a fire enemy and you use a fire ability, the enemy is burning, so it's a damage over time. And then if you uh, swap to ice and use ice, then they melt. And it's like an immediate ice on fire. You know, it's like three times the damage. It's a fucking huge hit. Huh. Um, or like water will make an enemy wet. And then if you switch to ice, it'll freeze them. Or if you switch to lightning, it, it's conductive and they supercharge and they fucking explode. Like things like that, right? So it, it gives you a reason to swap. And I'm wondering if it'll be like that with Barbarian, where it's like, give me a reason to swap between my four for different instances. You know, this this enemy is heavily armored, so I need a big two-handed hammer to smash through his armor or a spear to pierce it, right? Yeah. Um, versus this is a fuck ton of mob, so I I need you know quicker attacks to just hack through them all because they don't have a lot of life but there's a lot of them mm -hmm. yeah i think it's going to add a lot of uh customization to your playthrough which you're to you like your ones if you will right which uh, again as a bar as someone who's never played barbarian i want that yeah i think it sounds i they actually say i'm the same way with you i don't like barbarian either i think they're boring classes to play but i think adding this is going to be kind of kind of unique and interesting and might actually make me want to pick up barbarian I'm hoping they don't do it like Guild Wars 2, though. Have you ever have you ever played Guild Wars 2? Yeah. Okay, so you know what I'm talking excited. about. Yeah, so uh, I guess for anyone that doesn't get that reference, uh, in Guild Wars 2, your skills are entirely dictated by the weapon that is equipped. So um, if you put on, let's say you're playing Ranger and you put on a longbow you might be able to get volley whereas you put on a short bow and you you have a different ability in that spot it's not like i can choose to have you know i want these two abilities from short bow and these three abilities from long bow and i'm using this bow it is entirely dictated by the weapon you are holding yeah so basically your weapons are locked or sorry your skills are locked behind the weapon that you choose i had that problem playing um sorcerer mage whatever they called it in that game um because yeah, like the staff was really cool like the staff had a lot of like different mo like uh aoe's but the dagger was ha had the skills that i liked the most and i'm like i i i want to be able to combo these together and you and you can't you have to swap either swap between your weapons which is annoying or live with one of them hopefully they don't do it like that i, I don't know, think they will it, it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like because it because it, it literally says uh you'll be able to assign specific weapons to different skills. So it's not skills assigned to weapons. Yeah. So I don't think it'll be like that, but you know, remains to be seen. Yeah. Um it's always an option. But it sounds like so as of the September update, it sounds like the one they're working on is sorceress, and they get something called enchantments. Enchantment's pretty cool. So basically, what it, my understanding of it is, you can pick a spell. You have you have a certain amount of enchantment slots, which gives you the option of you know what you you can only enchant this many spells. But what happens is you pick a spell, 
you put it in the enchantment slot, it will enchant that spell and it will turn it into something, you know, bigger and better. So the example they used was Meteor. Uh, Meteor, the spell is just one Meteor that you call down and it strikes an enemy uh, and you have control over that. If you put Meteor in your enchantment slot and enchant it, then you get multiple meteors that you have no control over that just rain down over time. Um, the caveat being, of course, that you have no control over them, where they fall or whatever. Yeah, it's like meteor rain, right? Pretty much. So it's a, it's a way to augment your spells in a way. You know, in a sense, it's a way to like augment your spells so that they're not always the same exact thing. Which is another cool way for customization. Right. Um, and that's basically what the runes in Diablo three do now. So you get a talent and then every so many levels you get one of, well, you, you unlock, it's like five or six different runes and you can equip one at any diff, any given time. And that'll change what your talent does. So it's kind of cool that they kept that concept, but only for one class. And I don't have to worry about bullshit runes anymore or Yay. Uh, awful talent system. So that raises a question. We know that Druid is the remaining class. What do you think they could do for that class as far as a special mechanic, right? Because obviously transforming into animals is probably going to be some of their skills for sure. So what do you think would be like a special mechanic they could give them? Oh, I don't know. Probably something to do with like, like imbuing maybe like may maybe, maybe do something like being able to put some sort of, cause so we in Diablo two, we had Druid with transform and then you had elemental Druid and then you had like summons, right? Right. So I'm thinking maybe for like the ability to like imbue your weapon with like some sort of like instead of like augmenting with gems and slots like that, but being able to do like fusion of elements on your weapons. Possibly. Ooh, that'd be kind of cool. Um, because I don't know, I don't I would imagine that slots and imbuing with elements is gonna be a thing in this game, but I'm not you know, I'm not sure. And I don't know how they did it in D three. In D three, it was just stats. So, like, if you if you equipped a if you put a gem in your weapon, well, so it depended on what the gem was too, right? So, like, like if I put a ruby in my weapon, it just increased damage. Oh, see, yeah, in D in D well in D two, you had the ability to, like if you put ruby in, I thought it didn't make it like fire. Fire, yeah. yeah, yeah. So bringing something like that back, but maybe just for the druid, where I could make like instead of slot, like you can oh say so we have the combination of putting a ruby in your weapon increases the damage right but then with the druid you can imbue with like fire or electric or whatever the elements of it decide to give druid are i think that'd be neat that would be pretty cool i'm wondering if maybe they just maybe just their their skill is like maybe the druid's thing is just the ability to transform into different animals and then that frees up uh, you know, th that way instead of having to equip a skill that's like transform into werebear, you just fucking can do it at any given moment and then have, you know, your five available skills depending on what you're transformed into. And maybe that's just, maybe that's their thing. That could be, yeah, like a, like a skill swap almost. Yeah. Yeah. That could be a thing. Although I kind of hope they don't do that. That sounds a little boring. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't only because. Like it sounds boring because it's it's not something special like the other two. Whereas the, at the same time, it frees up a lot more skills. Like whereas barbarian, if if you think about it this way, if you're a barbarian and you set your five skills, you have five skills. But if a druid has their thing be that they can swap animals, then you kind of technically have fifteen skills. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, I see what you're saying. 
I yeah, was I, that- yeah, no, I was thinking you're sitting there going like, oh yeah, you can turn into a bear, and then you got five five skills on your bear, and I'm like, well, oh. if I can turn into a bear anyway. Like, I don't want that to be my special yeah. thing. No, no, no. That's already part of the druid dynamic. But if I can turn into a bear, a wolf, a monkey, yeah, a there raven, you go. that's cool shit. There you go. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. So that's because because then you'd be like you'd be like a fucking uh, um, druid in in WoW. Right, yeah. they're, both, they're both Blizzard games, so they already know. Um, but yeah, that's kind of more of what I'm thinking, right? Just a toggle between transformations, mm-hmm. and then you open up the world to a lot of different abilities. Yeah, and I, as someone who likes Druid as a class, like I play Druid a lot in D2, um, I like the ability to transform. Uh, I like the ability to turn into like a werebear in D2. That's what it was, I think, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And I thought that was cool. And I believe you did get different abilities turning into the werebear. Um, I think so. So I think it would be neat to have the transformation aspect still transfer over to D4. Yeah. Um, and But being able to up it with, because in D2 you only had the werebear, being able to up it with a wolf or whatever other animals they decide would be definitely cool. And then have different effects and then being able to, quickly swap between them to do different things like maybe wolf does bleed and you know bear does a bunch of like stuns or something like that that'd be kind of cool yeah so i never really played druid in diablo 2 was it was it only the werebear it was only i believe it was only the werebear and it, but i think at the end i think at the end of the tree you got like a uh uh like a bigger transformation but like that was like your last okay tree but yeah, I I talk about how much I love Diablo 2, but I really only played one class, so I'm not really sure. Um, but yeah, we know it's open world. Um, some things to note about this open world, like I said, it is, um, you know, it it, it is gonna be so open that you can do like these side quests. It's not it's not linear, right? Um, but a couple of things that they've mentioned so far, they have confirmed mounts, which makes me ecstatic having played multiple Diablos and knowing how much of a bitch it can be to get around. I love the fact that they added mounts. Uh, it also sounds like there will be some mount customization. Um, I don't know if all of that is going to be through like microtransaction cosmetics or, or if you will actually get stuff in game but it is confirmed that you can customize the mounts. Uh, it's also confirmed that uh, you can get knocked off your mounts, like in WoW. Uh, someone working on the project was quoted as saying that some fine-tuning needs to be done as it's currently too easy to get dismounted by a random enemy projectile. So even though it's too easy and it needs some fine-tuning, you can probably assume they're going to leave that in, which makes sense too, right? Because you don't want to just zerg through a bunch of fucking camps and like no harm no foul um yeah you want to make the en- you want to make the character have to fight the player right. character have to fight the enemies they can't just like prance through a fucking battleground but you know maybe change their accuracy when you're mounted so that you know if you're in an area and you're just trying to speed through because you don't need to fight these enemies for the 30th time right then then you or- can kind of progress through even have it be may- maybe based on difficulty and level right like if i if i'm if i'm end game and I come back to I don't know I don't know if they're gonna do acts again or just territories, but but I'm saying I would like, imagine if I come back to the 
first area and everything's like level five and i'm level 70 or whatever their max is for this one and i'm riding through like chances are they're not going to knock me off my mount maybe they right. put in a fear mechanic right yeah like, so, so yeah. yeah so when you're level 70 and there's like they're level five they don't attack you they just run right you know um also not just to head back a minute i did look it up uh you had wolf and werebear so you did have two transforms okay okay that sounds right for druid yeah so um one other thing that they're adding that i think is really cool is camps uh so they are gonna have camps all over um that are they're basically these locations that um they will have some kind of story to them uh some examples given were like curses and spirits um but there's going to be a lot of storytelling and, and visual aspects and when you find them uh you will they'll be like overrun by enemies and then you clear them out and when you clear them out they turn into a safe haven for you and so you get a waypoint and it will become populated by npcs i think that's really neat because in diablo 2 as well as diablo 3 you kind of have to run around every map and then find their waypoints much easier in 3 than 2 by the way um three is kind of linear and streamlined two they really make you look for it but you find your waypoints and then you can just teleport back to town um these camps sounds like will be your waypoints or or at least they have extra waypoints i don't know if it's going to be both i don't know if it's one or the other but i think it's cool that they're populated by npcs ko you were kind of spitting out the idea of like extra shops and shit yeah um, so in D2, you only had like your main hub, right? So like in Act One, it was like the Rangers Camp or whatever it was, right? Right. Rogue and that's encampment, you, I think it was called. Yeah, Rogue Encampment. Yep. And uh, that's where you got your shop, and that's where you got your um, that's where you got your shop, and that's where you bought your stuff and sold your stuff, and that's where Deckard Kane went. Um, but there was really no other reason to go to any of the waypoints, just but it was like just for fast travel, right? right? But, like, I might want to go, like, so instead of having to travel twice, I think it's cool because if I go to, you know, waypoint number four, I can shop there and it's already close to my destination. And it would make sense if it's populated by NPCs. Yeah, maybe have a variety of different shops. Like, okay, uh, there's multiple mages shops. There's one in the main encampment and there's one at this waypoint that I just cleared, I just cleared the, the camp of. But they have different inventories. Right, you know, maybe not vastly different, but it gives you more of a chance to buy a, maybe a slightly better weapon or a slightly better piece of armor or whatever, and you just check your shops and then you're on your way. Um, it definitely gives me a Far Cry feel for sure. Um, so I don't know if did you play Far Cry? I haven't. No. Okay. So in Far Cry, the main like so basically what happens with Far Cry is you see like they'll be like, oh yeah, this place is overrun with the enemy, and you go through and you clear it. And then the NPCs are like, yeah, you cleared it. And then they swarm in and take over it. Like they took over because you're like clearing their land from the, the guys. Who uh, came in okay. Their land. Right. So you clear it. And then now you have shops and you can recruit people there to like join to join you up. And all sorts of stuff there. You can use their vehicles now, so on and so forth and go on. Um, okay. you, have to, you have to like rescue that encampment first or that that spot first okay um, yeah so that's kind of what it sounds like yeah but i think having shops there would make would make things different like variety but they i think it only matters if there's variety right yeah. like you want to make sure you have variety or maybe there's no magic shop 
at the main hub because there's probably going to be a main hub i'm sure on every map sure um maybe there's no magic shop there but one of the waypoints you clear will have a magic shop so one thing from diablo 2 to diablo 3 that i didn't like was the shops in diablo 2 you had reason to shop in diablo 3 i literally never talked to the merchants never you, you there's there's literally no reason to because the way that loot drops like like the merchants the stuff that they sell is fucking worthless and then if you get to like if you get to the end game late to end game like it it literally doesn't matter because gold in Endgame Diablo 3 is so fucking ridiculous and unneeded that like you don't sell your stuff, you dismantle them for crafting materials. And so being that Diablo 3 is the newer game, I can only assume that they're going to have similar mechanics in, in crafting and, and how the loot works, etc. Et um so like in Diablo 2, when I played with friends, the loot dropped. We both we both saw it. Like if you and me go and we play Diablo 2 after I'm done with my 76 Final Fantasies, mm. everything that drops, if if 500 gold, a long sword, and a ring drop, we both see those things. And if I'm a faster clicker than you are, you will never see those items, which is something I use as an example because that's exactly how I play. I'm a fucking loot whore and people don't like it. Hey, me but, too. Uh but my point is in Diablo 2, when that happened, you were more limited to the loot you had. And then on top of that, there wasn't really a crafting mechanic. So it wasn't like I couldn't just dismantle those. I would I would sell them. And then I had a reason to buy things from the shops because you go and you buy your teleport scrolls and you you buy tomes that hold your teleport scrolls to save inventory space. Uh, or I want I need a better weapon to kill this boss. So I, I buy a weapon because I'm not finding one. Diablo 3 didn't have that. Your teleport was free, so you never had to buy teleport scrolls. They turned it into a hotkey. Um, you didn't have to buy uh, identify scrolls at the beginning because you get Deckard Caden right off the bat, uh, or or you get that tome in Diablo Three that identifies like Deckard Cain used to. Uh, it, it just merchants are worthless in Diablo Three. I I could digress. Uh, you know, I could I could rant about it for the next three hours, but the the short of it is there's no point for merchants. So while it would be cool to see different merchants populate these camps if there's no point in merchants at all then i don't really care it's not going to matter what they're selling i'm not going to buy it anyway you know what yeah. i mean yeah yeah for I, sure i want that rpg aspect to come back i want that rpg element to come back let me let me check you know oh they just they rolled a new inventory is it better than what they had? Nah, these weapons are garbage. And then the next inventory rolls around and I go, oh my God, this staff is God tier. I'm going to buy it, right? Let Give me a reason. Yeah, what's the point in hoarding all the gold if you don't have a shop to go buy it? Yeah. You know, and, and I think a lot of that stuff came from, so D2 was kind of a game that you could very much enjoy solo. Uh, D3, I don't believe they gave you the option like like it was more mmo than it was solo rpg and so in generally speaking in those more mmo style games you don't you don't buy from shops you always go hunt for your loot you find out the loot table this enemy drops this weapon or this piece of gear what this boss does and you go kill it 30 to 50 times until you get your gear and then, then you get it, and then you move on to the next piece to finish up your build, right? To make yourself stronger. And there's always the hunt for the next piece, right? 
is generally right. how it goes. Right. Uh, so moving from that single RPG campaign to a more multiplayer area, it sort of makes sense that they want you to not have to use the shops. But then what's the point in having them to begin with? Sure. Right. Like, I do believe that we should have a reason to use the shop, if not just for, like, health potions or, like, stamina potions or whatever. You know? Yeah. I, I, I want... There were so many aspects from Diablo 2, small things that they took away that that's why I didn't like three as much. Even even stupid shit like keys. Keys were 12 gold and uh, assassins could pick locks. Like, you haven't really see like there's no lock chests in Diablo 3. There's no keys. There's no, like you said, stamina. There's no stamina. Oh, you know, they took so many things away that just they simplified it in the worst way. They took all the best shit out, and I well, just, I'm okay with no stamina because, like, that was obnoxious. Yeah, I, it it was, but it was it was a part of the game. Like, you got to a point where stamina didn't mean shit anyway. Yeah, for and sure. And they had the wells, so you could refill oh, your stamina. Wells, yeah. In in addition to the stamina potions, which I literally never bought or used because it wasn't that much of a hindrance, you know. And, yeah. and 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 in this one they're gonna have mounts so like does it really matter probably not but um you know it's it just small little details they took out and i don't like diablo 3 but uh more on this multiplayer aspect they are saying um that it is not just open world a, as a design but um you will see other players uh, they're saying that it won't make the game feel like an MMO because the game stops feeling like Diablo and the world feels less dangerous when you see other players too often or in too high numbers. So to keep things under control, dungeons and key story moments will always be players and their party. Um, I appreciate the kind of singling out you know I, pre I appreciate the instance dungeons and and whatnot so that it's just me or or, you know, just me and you. Uh, I don't like the fact that I can see other players. I don't care how rare it is. I don't care if it's only a couple people. I don't like it. Get the fuck out of my game. I why, why did they feel the need to do that? I don't understand that. Like, it, it, genu it genuinely bothers me. It, it, honestly, it does. I don't... It feels stupid to me in Diablo where you put all this work into the environment and the ambience and you're just running through slaying demons and all of a sudden here comes fucking big dick no scope 420 on his on his level uh 69 barbarian nice and and he's one-shotting all your shit like because i'm not in an instanced area i'm not in a dungeon i'm running around the world fuck that shit get out of my game i don't know what made them think that was a good idea now conversely there uh, will be events around the world that happen um, as well as, like I said, the dungeons and shit where like you could do it solo. You could join a party. They're going to have a special, uh, they said, have new tools available to find a group, whether by activity or proximity in the game world. Um, so, you know, maybe like the uh, the events that show up when you're roaming in Destiny, you know, like the giant six leg robot that orbital strikes and you all just kind of show up. Whoever's there does it. I'm cool with stuff like that from a multiplayer aspect, but, uh, you know, not to sound like a broken record player, get the fuck out of my game. 
I don't want extra people in my game. If I did, I would go into a public lobby. Fuck that. Yeah, and I know they're not going to do it, and I know I said this before, but uh, give me the option to play offline or online, right? Like, it's not that difficult. Let me play offline if I want to play offline. Like, I, I'm with you. I don't want to see people in my game either because I don't want to be that guy who's running around casually exploring the world, hanging out, and I get to an area and everyone's dead. And I'm like, cool, I could have killed these guys and I wanted to fight these guys, but I can't because somebody got here first. Yeah. And it brings me up to how are they going to do, like, encampments and such, you know? Uh, you know, like we talked about the camps, right? Uh, if I go up to a camp or an area where there's a camp, am I just going to immediately unlock the waypoint because somebody else cleared it? Because now we're in like an MMO world, right? Right. You know, is it just going to automatically be unlocked for me? Like, I want that rewarding feeling of I unlocked all my encampments on this map. Now I can move on to the next one like I did in Diablo 2. You know, I got all the waypoints. I explored the map 100%, and then I moved on to the next map. Like, right. That's how I ended up doing Diablo 2. And I want that that freedom to do that sure i guess they could do it instance and that's probably what they're gonna do because otherwise it sounds a little busted you know you spawn in two weeks after release date and all of the waypoints in the entire game are unlocked for you but still like when you start to delve into this sort of mmo sort of single player rpg there's a lot of things that become a little hazy and if it's not done right people are gonna bitch and this is blizzard they don't always do everything right so I'm a little skeptical. I'm hope, hoping for the best, but I'm a little skeptical. Yeah, I mean, as much as I love Diablo, it doesn't necessarily mean I love Blizzard, and there's no denying they've fucked a bunch of shit up, even just in Diablo 3 as Diablo 3. Me and my buddy, every every time a new season starts, me and my buddy, we do it for about two weeks together. It's the one game we always play together, no matter how much we fucking hate the game, no matter how much we're sick of it. New season comes out. We roll in the season, we play for two or three weeks, and then we get fucking sick of it, and we put it away. And the whole time we're playing in that season, we're bitching about how much they fucked up because we just don't like it anymore. And we miss, you know, Diablo 2. This is a guy that I, you know, I played Diablo 2 with him for hours on end every fucking day. And like, yeah, maybe we're a little biased, but to go in and see that just Blizzard does not listen to fucking any part of their community is sad. I'll give you an example um the most recent season so blizzard started doing i don't even know how many seasons ago quite frankly i don't care how many seasons ago but they started doing themes on their season so a season for anyone that doesn't know uh in diablo 3 they have what's called adventure mode so you could go into story mode which is driven by the story it's still it's still free to explore and somewhat open but um but there is a story that you are somewhat confined to following Adventure mode is go to any act at any time, any waypoint, any time, travel, travel the map, and there's different objectives you can fill out, side quests, whatever. But when you play in the season, you play in adventure mode, and your goal is to unlock different challenges, and then through those challenges, you get a special um, set that's given you that gives you like special ability combos and whatever. That's like the easiest way I can explain it. Um, but they started doing themes on the season. So like the first one was uh, double, double the treasure goblins. And then, um, you know, they did one that was like double. Uh, there's these things called Herodric caches, where after you complete five bounties on a map, you get a cache. It's basically a treasure chest that goes into your inventory. You open it and a bunch of loot fucking drops. 
So you get double of those. Um, the most recent theme was these elemental attacks that would just happen every 60 seconds. And I remember reading that announcement and going, this is going to be awful because you're going to get to a point where you, you reach a certain difficulty as you climb where like, there's so many enemies and they have so much fucking life. Your build has to be just right. So I'm like, you're going to reach this different difficulty and those elements aren't going to do shit for damage. And I told my buddy, I was like, how much you want to bet? These are going to be complete cancer on the eyes. It's, it's going to be awful. It's going to be such a horror to look at uh, graphically. It's just going to be too many particle effects. And he goes, yeah, it kind of sounds like it. Sure enough, we played the season, couldn't see a goddamn thing, and we weren't even in the higher difficulty, wasn't dealing damage. A couple weeks in, so many people bitched about it. They went, oops, we fucked up, guys. We're changing the theme to double Harajit caches again. Have fun. <laughs> um. And so that's that's kind of my fear with this open world as well as I'm I'm hoping they don't do like like you said watch it be some stupid shit where they're like we want you guys to play together and then I get in the game and fucking again big dick no scope 420 comes in on his level 69 barbarian and clears out my camp for me and now I have a free waypoint and no sense of accomplishment yeah and they think that's okay and everyone tells them it's not and they go trust us you like it and don't fix it because that's what blizzard does yep well on, so, the, on the other hand too though on the other hand too and i don't and you can correct me if i'm wrong because you would know better than me but you did say that they're doing those dev blog posts with the updates and they have taken feedback so maybe yes. they're learning from d3 and they're maybe. gonna they're gonna start taking more player consideration into account and if they're like hey um you know, hey, like, uh, uh, we don't like this. We want to be able to open up our own camps. Then they'll take that and put that into consideration to make an effect. What I could see happening now that I'm, you know, talking it out and thinking about how they could do this. Um, when you start in an area, it's solo, right? So you go through the area for the first time by yourself, right? So let's break it up into acts, right? So in Diablo 2, uh, we had act one, right? So you start in the rogue encampment, and then you clear out all of Act One to your leisure. Then you move on to Act Two, right? Beat the, beat the big the big baddie of Act One and move on to Act Two. If I go back to Act One, now it's online. I can see people in my game. I can explore with other people if I want to, so on and so forth. Um, that would be one way to maybe do it, where it's okay, not saying it's perfect, but a little bit more acceptable. So, like, your first attempt at Act 1 until you hit that waypoint for Act 2 is all instanced for solo slash group play, like you, me, whomever. Um, and, then, and then when we go back to Act 1, it's open to, to the world MMO style. Yeah, maybe, but that still wouldn't fix your example problem of, like... Like if I play solo and I miss a couple and I don't know I miss them and then I go back multiplayer and someone unlocks it for me when I find it, I'd still be mad. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm putting into consideration that we're probably gonna like, like in Act One, they had you pulled up the tab to see your waypoints. That, you okay, saw, that, yeah. you saw there's eight waypoints. So That's like true. to me personally, I I saw those eight waypoints. I'm like, I'm not going to Act Two until I unlock all eight waypoints. I scour the map till I find all the waypoints. Okay, yeah, you know? good, good point. If it's like that, then... if it's like that, 
you know, but you know, if there's no way of knowing, then we don't know. And you know, then we go back to your problem, but you know, I'm speculating. I'm just thinking out, you know, sure. Sure. And, and we, and we don't know it's going to work in that way where someone could take my camps either. So, you know, I'm speculating on rage that might not even exist anyway. Yeah. Um, for sure. So want to move back a little bit. We missed a point um, talking about skills. Uh, why the fuck does my skill tree look like path of exile? So if you guys have listened to a previous episode, we did. I believe it was the episode of uh, overcomplication. Like, I, I appreciate the effort, but I don't need that much shit. I talked about Path of Exile being incredibly overwhelming. Their skill tree is the most daunting thing I've ever looked at, and I fucking hate it. Um, there is a concept image out right now. So, so obviously, this is not concrete. They might change it, how it works, whatever. But there's an image out right now and it gives me some path of exile vibes and i hope to god my skill tree is not like path of exile because they did away with skill trees in diablo 3 which was my biggest gripe and most other people's biggest gripe i think now skill trees are coming back confirmed and i hope it doesn't look like this arguably the art is really cool so the concept uh image that they have up is a giant literal tree uh, it's like a dying, you know, dying, rotten corpse of a trunk with some branches. And the trunk has like this abyssal red glow and um, very hellscape tree. And then on on the respective branches is different skills and passive nodes that you can unlock as you get skill points. I I don't know. Maybe it is just me. I like the simplistic shit. Let me open a skill tab, have whatever sub tabs there are, like I said, sorceress, fire, ice, and lightning, and pick where I want to put my skill points done and done. Like, I don't need some fancy fucking spider web, fucking eight options of branching out bullshit. Like, just, just let me just stop. This isn't Skyrim. And I, and you know, I know a lot of people love that. So maybe I'm the minority here, but. Uh, I'm very nervous to see how they do skills because I still feel like it'll never be as good as Diablo 2 was. Yeah, I'm with you. I like Diablo 2's skill tree. Um, I thought it was good. I thought, you know, you had prereqs for the skills higher on, so you couldn't just like, I'm going to wait till I hit level 6 and then grab this one skill. You know what I mean? Um, you had to unlock the skills beforehand to get, um, you know, the previous skill, the, the skills later on. Um, which is cool. It gives you some spell variety, and then you up your skills later on, right? Um, but if they do the Path of Exile style, if you haven't seen the Path of Exile style skill tree or this one, this concept art that, that Anthony's talking about, um, check them out. Uh, the Path of Exile, we've, and you're right, we did say it in that, that can, the too much. It's like too much stuff. It's, it's over it's overburdening or like it's too many options yeah and I, and I agree and but if they do it in a way where i have like like you mentioned skyrim right like skyrim has branches but they don't it, it i can go down the one-handed tree in skyrim and pick my skill from maybe an ability of three I'm okay with something like that, like a couple of options, right? Yeah. Well, Diablo 2 is like that, too. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm headed we're path of exile. It's like I start at one point on the map and I have 17 options to go through, you know, and it's yeah. it too many paths for me to take. Well, especially that, early game. Right. And that was my point, right? Spider web versus like a tree has branches. I'm cool with that. If I, if I start at one option and my next level is three options and I branch out to one of those three and then those branch out to two each. And like, I know, I kind of know what route I'm going up. That's fine. That is a skill tree. That's why it's called a skill tree. Path of Exile is like, here's the starting node. You can go four different directions. And then you pick one of the four and each one is like, okay, now that you've picked that node, you can go three different directions here, four different directions here, three different directions here, and five different directions here. And what's worse is, when you're on a skill tree, usually you dedicate to the way you want to go, right? Like this skill tree ends with this one thing. And I prefer that over this skill tree, which ends in this one thing. So I'm going to follow this tree until I'm done and I have extra points. Then I'll come down this tree, right? A to B. Um, your options are just that they're options. And then I can stay I can I can make myself linear. I can make myself streamlined and know which way I want to go. Path of Exile is like, okay, if I take the route to the left, I get my dexterity up, which is really good for a duelist that I'm playing. But if I go to the right, I get this special attack for a duelist that's really, really good. Okay, okay, I'll get dexterity this level. I'll get the attack next level. And you unlock the dexterity node to the left. And then you level up again. You get a skill point. And you're like, okay, I want that special attack. But if I keep going to the left and it's like, you're torn. And then next thing you know, you have 50 options at level three and you're like, I fucking give up. Yeah. It's, it's just too much all at once. Right. Yeah. And that's what we said in that episode as well. It's just too much all at once, you know, right. slow roll it out. Um, if you're going to do something like that. But I, I think, I think with this, they can do a little, a little bit more linear um, style. I'm okay. Give me, give me two options. Make me, choose a path right you know right. start from the bottom of the tree and work my way up through the branches i'm fine with that you know i choose a path to go and yep. then i can kind of see where they end and i see like what abilities i'm going to look at and I, I have an objective okay i'm going from a to z through this path here and i'm going to get everything on the way and then i'll come back and go through um you know this branch over here and get over there and, and it'll work out just fine yep i'm um, good with that you know, and, and however they do it, however they do it with the nodes or whatever, doesn't matter. Um, Diablo 2, Diablo 2 had a good way of, of presenting it in a method where it looked good. Um, but it's, we'll, we'll have to see what Diablo 4 looks like. Hopefully it's not too convoluted and too extreme. Yeah. Uh, I, I am, at the end of the day, I am just grateful that skills are coming back. Because I hated the talent system. Oh, that's but, the other thing I wanted to ask. Are we confirmed that these are skills and not stats like in Path of Exile? It's both. It is. Oh, it's both. It, it is both. Ooh. That, that's what I meant by skills and passive nodes. It's both. Ooh. Okay. So, um, at, at least in the image. So, so to say confirmed, I don't want to say anything's confirmed. Um, but in that image, it looks like that's what they're going for. Well, again, with the quarterly updates. They might, they might change it. And you did say it's concept. So we'll see what happens. Right. A um, couple other small notes as far as things that we know. Uh, we do know that there is no more ancient legendaries. So for anyone that's played Diablo 3 to know what I'm talking about, in Diablo 3, you get a legendary 
it might be a bracer called caesar's memento and uh they add an affix to it so it's ancient caesar's memento it basically just makes the stats really really good um they're taking away ancient legendaries there will be no more ancient legendaries they're adding uh angelic demonic and ancestral powers which is basically a similar concept your gear can roll when it drops to have one of these powers and it does something to the stats i'm not gonna speak a whole lot on that guys because i didn't even really understand it myself and by the sounds of it they're not satisfied in how it's coming out it was not received well so it sounds like they're kind of redoing it anyway uh if you are curious you can google it that's what it's called angelic powers demonic powers or ancestral powers um and if you figure it out or or they solidify something let me know because i you know i'm curious but um they did remove ancient legendaries and are replacing it with a new consumable which will make it possible to apply a legendary affix to a non-legendary item um so if you have an item that is a sword you really really like for example but it's not legendary uh, you can find this consumable and make it legendary i don't really know what it means beyond that i don't know how much like i don't know if it's just gonna increase the stats it already has i don't know if it's gonna turn into a whole brand new item kind of like uh transmuting in the cube is for diablo 3 now mm. not entirely sure how that works but that is that is what they have um the word expansions has been used multiple times now uh as in plural with an s so it sounds like we can look forward to multiple expansions um and there will be microtransactions but it sounds like all pretty much cosmetic so like i said earlier you might be able to you know buy some stuff and and make your mount all pretty uh maybe also in the game don't really know but with these multiple expansions man so we know we got three classes of five again those are the barbarian the sorceress and the druid so we know we're getting two more classes for sure we don't know what they are yet uh but these expansions could also add classes so for example in diablo 2 we said they added the assassin and the druid with the lord of destruction expansion in diablo 3 they added the necromancer right um co what do you think are the two classes they might add and what classes would you like to see with these expansions so if they don't add necromancer as base i want a necromancer class i love the necromancer um so if he's not part of the base five he needs to be a dlc for sure um i feel like he's such an integral part of the diablo scene like he just he needs to be there he needs to be there um and i, I love agree. playing i love playing necromancer so he has to be there um so if he's not part of the base five he has to be a dlc but let's assume he's part of the base five um i definitely think we need some sort of like ranger would be kind of cool um but i'd like to see well so what witch hunter was that what's demon, the name demon hunter demon, demon hunter, hunter. So maybe like Demon Hunter or like Amazon from D2. Um, something like that using bows um, since we don't have a ranged class yet. Um, I think the monk was really cool concept-wise from D3. Again, I didn't play D3, but from what I saw, with D like if I were to play D3, I would have chosen the monk class. Monk was pretty cool. Um, I think the monk would be a cool class to have. So I'd like to see monk be a base um, because I'll... I mean, if you pick up D4, I'll probably pick up D4. Uh, I'm for sure going to pick it up. I'm just afraid of what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, 
So I'd like to see I'd like to see Monk because I'm I'm definitely interested in playing the Monk. Yo, what about like a potion dude? Oh, like, like an alchemist? Like an alchemist? Yeah. Like a guy who like makes like like I'm thinking like like oh, like a, a new class, right? Like what about like some dude who like brews poisons or like fireball Ooh. potions and then throws them at their dudes? That'd be and does like cool. super big AoE. That'd AoE be kind of cool. dots. I think that'd be good. I'd be I'd be I'd be cool with that. See, I was saying that one class I would like to see is uh, some kind of, for lack of any other name for it now, like a mechanical class or like an artificer class. Because, um, so so in Diablo two, I played assassin. But for anyone that doesn't know, assassin's three skill trees were uh, like shadow mastery. So you could get like the end game talent in it was a shadow clone. You literally had another version of you that would just follow you around and fight stuff. Uh, you had a martial arts tree, which was basically what monk in Diablo three is now with some exceptions. You would get a charge skill and a finisher skill. So you would, you would use your charge skill to build up one, two or three charges that would appear as orbs spinning around you. And then your finisher would expend those charges. Um, for damage and their third skill tree was traps where they would place these little traps whether it was like a flamethrower turret or um these you know triangulated fire wakes that would wave out and attack enemies i played the shit out of that i didn't play anything else i talk about how much i love diablo 2 understand me when i say my entire character selection screen was assassin i didn't play any other class in diablo 2 i loved trap assassin I would love to see something like that come back. Fuck engineer and turrets. If anyone says that, that is not the same fucking thing. That's lame. Fuck that. It's lame. It's like it's the same reason I didn't like Necromancer in Diablo 2. I don't like pet builds. I don't like shit where I can put something down and have it do all the work for me. Like if I play the game as an AFK fucking sleep artist. Where I just put down five turrets and fucking sit there eating my goddamn mac and cheese, watching it do all the work. That's boring to me. I don't like that. I don't want I that. I'm the opposite. I like pet builds. I was disappointed in Diablo 2 when I could only have like three skeletons follow me around. <laughs> like, I was like, I, I'm a necromancer, right? Like, I want to be able to summon an army of skeletons. I want 80 skeletons around me and just storm through areas with my anim- like with my army of you get like, to that skeletons. point though. Not soon enough. <laughs> uh-huh. Um so I someone's probably sitting there going, "Well, what's the difference if you place down traps? The difference is I can have excessive amounts of traps and in the case of Diablo 2, like low key, they sucked. So even though it was fun as shit, I still had to get in there and punch the fuck out of things. So it was kind of a combo build, but yeah, it doesn't remove you from combat. It just right, right. It was just it was just additional, uh, like zone control basically. But if they did that with an engineer, would you not be? You know what I mean? Like if well, they like, had an engineer class and you could place one turret, but then you still had to fight, and they balanced it that way. I'd Would fuck with it. The same thing? I'd, I'd check it out. I don't know if it'd be one of my favorites, but I'd definitely check it out. Yeah. 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 Um, but, but yeah, I would love to see something like that. Some kind of mechanical class, I think would be really, really cool. Um, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of things could be speculated. 
lot of a lot of routes they could take. I'm very, very interested to see if they do something new because all of the classes that we've seen so far have been repetitive. Um, with the exception of like like Witch Doctor is is new. Um, and then Demon Hunter is technically new in that it's dual wielding crossbows, but it's also in World of Warcraft. Yeah, well, yeah. So um I yeah, I'm interested to see what they do, but I will leave you with this one final question, Co. Why is there nothing? I was gonna say nothing like Diablo. There is things like Diablo, but they're not as they're not as successful, right? So Torchlight, um, Neverwinter Nights was an old DD version, also isometric. Obviously, we mentioned Path of Exile, which is arguably as successful, but also meh, because fuck Path of Exile. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons is now out. It's another example. But if I say to you, yeah, Torchlight 3 just came out, and you say, what the fuck is Torchlight? And I go, oh, it's a Diablo clone. They're literally called Diablo clones. It's like Diablo, right? You didn't know what I meant when I said Torchlight, but as soon as I say, oh, it's like Diablo, you go, oh, okay, cool right? Yeah. Diablo is that poster child. Why? Will we, will we ever get to a point where people start making these games and, and one can compete? Uh, and then, of course, you know, someone's sitting there arguing with me, well, Path of Exile already does that. No, it doesn't. I'm sorry. If I say I'm playing Path of Exile, and whether you love it or not, when you started playing Path of Exile and someone asked you, what is Path of Exile? You said, it's a Diablo clone. Facts. You might like it better than Diablo now, but that's what it is. So are we ever going to get to that point where something is as successful or takes over as better? Well, I think, I think Path of Exile is sort of pushing that, that trend a little bit. Uh, you know, like you have, and I was telling you earlier, you have Path of Exile for the people who like Path of Exile. And you have Diablo for the people who like Diablo. Very similar games, also very different games. Um, I don't know if anything will ever compete with Diablo on the scale that Diablo is. And I want to say it's because Diablo was the forefront of this genre of video game, but I'm not sure about that. I don't know the release time on the original Torchlight and Everwinter Nights. Uh, yeah. I know for sure Path of Exile was afterwards, but if Diablo was the first style of game like this, um, which I would probably argue it was, um, then no, we'll never get to that point because it was the original. It was the OG isometric RPG of this style, right? Yeah, and, and so Neverwinter Nights is 2002. Oh, Diablo 1 was out way before that. Yeah, I think, I think Diablo was like a mid-90s, wasn't it? Yeah, mid-early mid, mid early 90s. Like, so, I want to say like 95. Diablo Hellfire, 1997, and the, that was uh, additional to Diablo, which was 96, yeah. Okay, yeah, so Diablo was the fourth one. Okay, so there you go. So, But yeah, Neverwinter Nights was cool, man. I loved Neverwinter Nights, um, arguably as much as I loved Diablo 2. But um, from, a, from a level of performance, yeah, I think Diablo takes it. I think, well, I think because Diablo was the first then no, we'll never get to that point where it's because everything that comes after that is just a Diablo clone because Diablo was the first of that style. Um, however, I definitely think uh, PoE, Path of Exile, is pushing that boundary a little bit. 
and giving people a reason to like another game of in the same genre. That doesn't mean, and I don't know anything about Torchlight Three, which I know we just talked about, uh, which dropped what like like a month or so ago, something like that. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe that game does really well. I feel like Torchlight's a little bit more story driven, less less uh, MMOE, less multiplayer, more like story driven. But I could be wrong in that regards. Um, but yeah, I, I, it, that's what they are. I mean, this is Blizzard's. This is Blizzard's baby. Um, this is what it is. So they'll they'll forever be deemed as Diablo clones. It's just a matter of when the popularity hits. Right. I think they're overshadowed by that. I think uh, the one example I could go to um, is you know you get a you get a sports star who comes in and becomes the biggest star in his in his league. Uh, and then his little brother comes in and it doesn't matter how good his little brother will be ever. He's going to be overshadowed by big brother. Everyone's going to, everyone's going to know that name. I think, I think it's kind of like that. They could be successful as fuck and no one's going to, no one's going to bat an eye unless Diablo really fucking drops the ball, which is a possibility. It is a possibility from going from three to two sucked and they pissed people off. If Diablo four doesn't get better, and they're on a downward trend, could very well get taken over by something like Path of Exile. Two to three. What did I say? Three to two. Oh, yeah. Eh, anyway. <laughs> uh, speaking of Diablo dropping the ball, do we have any update on Diablo Immortal? Not that I've heard, and I went looking for it. So okay. uh, I know it's still being worked on. A lot of people started rumors that it was dropped because of the response it got and because of COVID, but it is very much still in development. Okay. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it recently. Um, and it, be- it was supposed to be the tie-over game. It was supposed to be the game that they released for people to tie them over for Diablo 4. What I assume, and this is just me speculating, I, I, don't, I have not seen or read anything on this, but what I assume is that we would have gotten an update at BlizzCon this month, but BlizzCon got canceled. They are now doing BlizzCon Line. I think in like what February or March or something or early next year. So I would, I would anticipate an announcement then. Um, but you know, I'm excited because I have a phone and you have a phone. So <laughs> we all have phones, don't we? <laughs> oh man. Say that to a group of PC fucking gamers, man. Oh man, that was a debacle, bro. Yeah, you know it what's was- funny? I've had people like I, I I won't I won't throw them under the bus. I won't use names, but I've had people get really mad at me for that. Someone I know got really defensive. And she was like she was like, It's really unfair how much backlash they got for that. Like, imagine putting that much work into it, uh, you know, into developing this game and you know, all your work, all your this is your like your pride and joy, your baby. And everyone just shits on it. And I was like, well, the, the anger, like this could be a whole nother episode. I ain't trying to spend time on this debate, but at the end of the day, blizz, you fucked up. Like, well, so here's, and I think it breaks down to this. Yes. They spent a lot of time on it, but I don't think they took, I think to me, and I, yes, I think we could do a whole nother episode of this and I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I think to me, they didn't understand. You need to understand your player base, right? Like, you announced this at BlizzCon. This is for Blizzard fans. 
90% of your populace that's playing these games are PC gamers. They do not want to play one of their most beloved titles on a mobile device. It's just not what they want to do. I'm cool with with mobile games. Like they're a thing. They right. can be they can be very enjoyable. Right. I had friends play it at BlizzCon, say it's incredible and are excited for it. I'll play it. I'll download yeah, it. I'll for like, sure check it out. I just this this is where you lost me. One, you lost me at a big ass announcement like anyone gave a fuck about it at BlizzCon. Yeah. You literally could have been like, hey guys, we know you you heard a rumor about a Diablo 4 announcement. There isn't gonna be one. We're sorry. But to hold you off, we are making a mobile Diablo. You know, here it is. Check it out. Maybe keep up to date. Maybe this will hold you over. Cool. Something super casual, I'd have been all about it. But for you to make this huge grandstand fanfare bullshit, no one cares. You fucked up. Where you really lost me was that sentence. You all have phones, right? Motherfucker, shut the fuck up. Yeah, we all have phones. You know we all have phones, dipshit. And you know what we did with those phones? We recorded your dumbass saying that and turned it into like 20 different memes. Like, what an oblivious statement to make, right? Like, check, check your surroundings, bro. Know how to read a room because you are flopping hard. Yeah, I think more than anything, I think I think you're right. I think they should have sat there instead of making it a big fan, a big fanfare affair, right? They should have sat there and been like, "All right, guys, we made this mobile game, or we're making this mobile game. It's gonna be a thing. Like, we want you guys to enjoy it. We don't have any news on anything else. This has been a rough year for us." And then their response when everybody booed, when the boom booed the the, the guy was was super was super unnecessary he he could have he could have sympathized but i know i'm sorry you know like i didn't want to do this either but this is what we got right now yeah as opposed I, to basically mocking the room which is how it came off yeah and and again i understand that argument that i got from from said friend like i understand you know he he has every right to be defensive if that's something that he spent a lot of time on and he takes a lot of pride in it and whatever. Um, he he has the right to be upset and defensive about that response. But also understand your industry. Understand what you work in. Like You create these games, not that you're not allowed to have pride in them, not, not that you're not allowed to be excited about them, but like you don't make a game for you. You make it for the company you work for and thus the community of that company that plays them, the masses that play this game. If an entire room of fan base boos you, you've probably missed the mark. Like, if, if you came to me and you're like, bro, check out this game I made and I boo you, I'm an asshole. And you have every right to be defensive. If you're in a room full of thousands of people that boo you, again, you probably missed the mark. Yeah, and I think I think more than anything, it comes down to just the presentation on it. Like, yeah. not their actual presentation of the game, but like how you said that they, they raised it up so high. Right. Just Just for something. Because cool, as I said, and you said too, I'm down with a mobile Diablo game. I'm down with it. Like it can be a thing, but don't make it 
don't make it out to be like the next big announcement for you. Right. Right. Also, on the other side, I'm wondering how many people didn't boo because they didn't like the announcement, but booed because it wasn't the announcement that they wanted. Right. And and well, and that's what most of the boos were. So people in case you don't know, people were pissed off because they had heard a rumor that a Diablo 4 announcement was going to be made that day. And they were so sure it was going to happen. Um and and there there was some there's some twists and turns where it was like they said it wasn't, but then something got leaked and like someone was sure it was and yeah. And so so they kind of did it to themselves. And I, and I get that side of the argument too. But more to the point and and maybe this is just me, but I feel like it's worse than it could have been because of the fact that so like like you just asked me what about immortals have we seen anything on that and the answer is no why put all this effort effort forward to make such a huge announcement like it's this big deal and then not follow it up with anything like they've literally been literally so radio silent that people thought it got abandoned like for that rumor to even start means that they have not said anything. So it didn't get received the way you wanted, but you already put this much work into it. You might as well fucking like make it as epic as you think it is. I just was checking it out on the play store. I just pre-registered for it. So I get a notification when it comes out. I don't think it was worth the, the, like you said, the fanfare, but you know, I, I will still look, I'm still going to download it. I'm still going to play it. I'll probably love it. I don't know. Uh, but at the end of the day, they, I, I, in my eyes, they flopped with that shit. Um, I think regardless of everything else, and I think we're dragging on a little bit on this topic, but I think regardless of anything else, more than the fanfare, just the response. Just the response from the, do- the guy was just a little, you, as I said, like you're mocking an entire room. Like the entire room does not agree with you. It right. sucks. And they're disappointed. And you should know that they're disappointed because they were looking forward to something. You know? So instead of saying, oh, you guys don't have phones, you sympathize and you say, I know, I'm sorry. You know, we're working on this. We just, like, this is why we're doing so on and so forth. It adds a level of transparency and it makes you not come off as a dick. Right. And I think that's the bigger point then. Because, sure, if they had hyped it up, I would have been like, wow, they hyped up nothing. But the guy, what made it what it is, is because the guy turned around and mocked. Right. And that's where everything blew up. Yep. So I agree. Anyway, like I said, we could do an entire episode on that. Uh, and I could rip the dude to pieces. But uh, at the end of the day, no, there is no information on Diablo Immortals. But you can pre-register on your phones. I did. If you feel like you want to check it out like he did. So, um, you know. There you go, Blizzard free advertisement. Fucking thank me and pay me later. Um, yeah, that's it for me, man. You got anything else? Nah, I'm Gucci, man. Hit it. All right, guys. The co-op couch simplecast.com. Upper right hand corner, you can find our Facebook where you can stay up to date on our episodes as they come out every Wednesday. Uh, we also have both of our Twitch links there and our two Twitter handles there as well. You can watch our streams that we stream on. And you can come in and tell us how much we sucked or how good we did. And you can add us on Twitter and uh, let us know what you guys thought of the episode there. So until next time, guys, we will see you in the next one.